Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to Passion, a show all about love, relationships, everything in between. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Lori Zouay. She's on vacation for the next two weeks. She's currently on her way to Greece. If you would like to follow her adventures, you can always check her out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Dr. Lori Batito. But for now, my name is Paris. Actually, forever, my name is Paris. But for now, I'm filling in for her. Tonight is the Millennial Panel. Every month, Dr. Lori invites different groups of panels. So you've got the Boys Club, where it's the older gentlemen. But one of our guests tonight has been on the Boys Club, right, Michelle? You have. I was, I was, I've been on the Boys Club. That's that's the voice of Michelle Ede. He's our, he's one of our millennial panelists. I'm going to introduce, introduce you guys in a second. But we also have the passion viewers, the ladies. There's also teen talk. And Dr. Lori invites the millennials once a month as well to get their take on all sorts of issues relating to to love and dating and relationships. And tonight we're going to cover a few of them. We're going to talk about micro cheating. And right before we got on air, I asked our, our millennial panel if they knew what micro cheating is and they're not agreed on it. So I'm very excited because hopefully we're all going to learn something tonight and we'll see if they agree on what micro cheating is and how it is defined for them. We're going to talk about what consent is and, and do you have different conversations now in the era of Me Too. And we're going to talk about jealousy and whether or not it can strengthen your relationships. But before we get started, I want you guys to meet our fabulous Montrealers who are joining us tonight. Michelle, whose voice you've heard is not a newbie to this panel. Not nope. your first time on the show. Thank you for joining us Thank again. Thank you for having me back. Michelle Eade, he's an actor and entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of Signier Collection, which I am a very lucky owner of. They're phone cases. Yes. How long have you guys been in business? It's been like two years soon. It's I'm amazing. really, really excited. But um, we have a new collection coming out and I'm really proud of what we've done with the company. In What's the, the website? Two years. CineCollection.com. Amazing. And honestly, if you want to check out, I mean, we all have phone cases these days, but if mm-hmm. you want to support local entrepreneurs, young people, like just really starting up their business and doing something amazing, check it out. You can connect with Michelle on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Eid, M-I-C-H. E-L-E-I-D. We also have Shireen Giyahi. She is the creative director and owner of Shireen Giyahi Events. Welcome back. Hey. Uh, you can connect with her on Instagram and Facebook at Shireen Giyahi and Shireen Weddings. She specializes in luxury weddings and your website is shireengiyahi.com. And we're very excited to have you back. So luxury weddings? Yes, that is my bread and butter. I do events as well, but um, yeah, I focus on more of the luxury side. Awesome. Thank you for being here. And Amanda Vincelli, been here before. You yeah. don't do events, but you do build bridges. <laughs> yeah. You do. And and she's very... The thing and is electric I've, trains. And the, that's the thing. I met Amanda at... Uh, a restaurant opening so I thought this is like an influencer event so there'll be other influencers her and her sister were there super cool well-dressed like you know they're just with it and connected and then you speak with her and you find out she's an engineer she's doing just there for the food. Like, yeah and you're doing a master's and you're working yeah. on an electric 
train yeah, project yeah and a bridge and it's really amazing because for a second i was reminded how quickly we judge the quote-unquote influencer title and we forget that there is tremendous substance around anyone doing any sort of work and we shouldn't just judge so thank you for being here and always contributing thank you such amazing conversation thank you for having me back absolutely you want to connect with her it's at amanda underscore vincelli on instagram and of course the conversation isn't complete without all our listeners we want you to join in our conversation if you want to get the millennial take and sometimes we do have texters who'll just text us random questions and they'll want you know a millennial perspective you can text us at 514 so I wanted to start the conversation tonight around micro cheating and no one agreed on what it was off air. So Amanda, you said it was cheating on in small doses. Yeah, maybe. Amanda, uh, sorry, Shireen, you said. I have no clue. I like actually have no idea. And Michelle, what was your take on micro cheating? I felt like it was going to be like when you say to someone, oh, I didn't really cheat. It was just a text or it was just uh, flirting. Okay, so micro-cheating, according to the experts, is the term for small things you do that could have whispers of infidelity Mm -hmm. without ever physically crossing a line. It's a set of behaviors that flirts with the line between faithfulness and unfaithfulness. It's the tiny moves that can take you into territories you might regret, like outwardly telling someone you're into them or holding their hand or just just like making a grab for them you know so flirting it's but again it goes into it's a very detail. dangerous yeah. line so this is a, a sex and relationship therapist her name is tammy nelson she's actually a doctor she's the author of the new monogamy redefining your relationship after infidelity she says micro cheating happens when you create small opportunities for affection behaviors that fall outside your relationship so some clues and this is where it's going to get interesting because i want to see if you guys agree on it Some of the examples of micro-cheating is dressing differently when you know you're going to see a certain person. (laughs) Or withholding information from your significant other about who you're hanging out with during or after work. Or just lying by omission. Mm -hmm. It could also be the fact that you're always liking or commenting their Instagram pictures. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, it could be everywhere. I mean, it can... I'm sure you've seen this behavior even amongst your friends or publicly, because as I was reading this, I was like, wow, is everyone micro cheating without realizing it? Um, I think so. And so (laughs) you think so? Are you reckoning? But I want to know, would you consider this micro cheating? What I just said now that I've outlined it this way, Amanda, the, the, um, the second one where you say by omission, like not saying where you are during work after work. That means you're doing something well, wrong. Well, it means if you it's do, you're lie. doing something. If you yeah, yeah, if you can't say what you're doing, then there's there's a that's there's, weird. There's mm-hmm. fogginess unless you're planning a surprise. Okay, yeah, that's sketch. Totally. <laughs> you know, you have to be sketch sometimes. But if reason. you're, I mean, you hear the concept of work wife or work husband. Yeah. Is that micro cheating then? It depends. I don't. Think not so. if I'm not lying to my spouse about exactly. it. Like, exactly. If it's all like out in the open the relationship like why would I dress different in front of this person unless I have some type of feeling or why would I lie about it unless I have some type of feeling you know like or if it was already like I would only if you you would only lie if it's already has has caused an issue at some point Mm -hmm. do you feel like do you before or any I'm not talking about your current relationships but have you when you look back on your relationships previously or how you've acted 
Have you ever been in a relationship and then you notice that you do dress extra nice if you're going to see someone else or you do feel like a certain sense of like a trigger of happiness when a certain guy who who you would like gives you a compliment or a certain girl like I think so. So is that micro cheating then? I don't think it's micro cheating, but I pe- I think people do it. Like you said the term. Okay. Like work wife, work husband. People you see every day almost more than your significant other. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it, but not because I have that type of thought or feeling um, in my mind. It's just because, I don't know, I just want, haven't seen someone in a while and I want to make sure I look hella good when I see them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Michelle has been quiet. We're going to get Michelle's <laughs> take on it. I wonder, and there's actually a few studies that I want to uh, talk about referencing extramarital affairs and infidelity and just wondering if these situations take root in micro cheating and if it's something that we've been ignoring especially in the age of social media where it's so harmless to like someone's picture or so harmless to dm someone and be like hey you look great today and just to have an ongoing conversation and direct messaging and not really quote unquote cheating obviously we want your take as well 514-800 tell us about your micro cheating experiences or if you think any of what we discussed is micro cheating you're listening to passion we're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. (laughs) We're back, guys. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love and relationships, everything in between. Dr. Lori is away. My name is Paris Mansuri. We've been having an awesome conversation off the air. I keep encouraging our millennial panel to save it for on the air, and I'm hoping they're going to repeat all the interesting stuff they've been saying. We're talking about micro-cheating. If you're just joining us, micro-cheating is the term used for the small things that could uh, mean infidelity without ever physically crossing the line. This could be dressing differently when you know that you're going to see someone in particular. This could mean giving someone's hand an extra squeeze. This could mean kissing someone hello a little too close to their lips. Um, This could mean spending a little too much time with someone at the office and having intimate conversations with them. And by intimate, I mean complaining about house life or confiding in them about things that are going on in the family and knowing full well that if your significant other found out that you said these certain things they would be upset but Mm -hmm. on any level you really haven't cheated you've just confided in someone but you know that the the relationship is intimate so there are researches um, with regards to infidelity a 2015 study which was published in the journal of sexual and marital therapy based on interviews with seven uk couple counselors found that just about anything from sexting to lying to intercourse could be considered cheating or not depending on a person's perspective in the end the authors concluded that the study demonstrates the existence of multiple conflicting definitions of intel infidelity and i think that's where the problem begins because there's so many so 
much conflict. And even here, listing all the things like dressing differently and talking intimately could be construed as infidelity. And I would love the millennial perspective and seeing what you guys consider it, because in the age of social media is over liking somebody's pictures is following someone unnecessarily. Would you consider that cheating? And again, if you're just joining us, we do have the millennial panel with us tonight. We have Shireen Giahi, we have Michelle Eid and Amanda and Charlie Michelle. I feel like you need yes. to share. Yes, now. I'm really happy that you use the word perspective because I feel like just like anything else, everything is relative. So I and remember degrees of to everything. Absolutely. And it has to do with you it has to do with your partner and it has to do with your relationship so i know in my past relationship maybe we were extremists but we really like we didn't talk to other people that could potentially be rom- like we didn't look at them we didn't it, it was it was we were you each other's world we were yeah. in a little bubble and you know what i don't know if that is a good thing a bad thing not sure i'm not the doctor here but <laughs> i will tell you that when i got to work um I observed the way a lot of my coworkers' relationships work, and I looked at them and I thought, I would have a heart attack if my <laughs> if I if my partner did that to me. I would have a heart attack if I saw my you know what I mean? Just How imagining. They were yeah. Or if I had done that. And they were like, No, my my boyfriend doesn't care. Or, no, my girlfriend doesn't care. Like it's not a big deal. And I'd be like, Are you serious? So it's realizing that it's relative and it's about finding the person that suits you. Everybody we, has their own the rules degrees, too, right? And yeah, exactly. Like you said, the degrees of micro dosing or cheating. Micro cheating. Yeah, you but, call your, it but your definition well, of degrees. Well, dosing up cheating. I don't know. <laughs> but your definition of degrees could be so different from mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I'm sure my definition of micro cheating is like absurd to some people. I'm sure some people would be like, you're crazy. But. I look at some people's... Let's get your definitions. First, if anyone wants to text in their definitions of micro-cheating, it's 514-800. Drew texted in saying, me and my wife use Find Friends app on our iPhone, so we never worry about where each other is, but some people think that is weird. I don't think that's weird if that's what you need to do. Mm. I don't. I don't love that. I like. I like. You For know, safety, maybe that's okay. Uh, yeah, that yeah. safety is cute. But I just think you know, if if uh, the person I'm dating texts me, I'm here. I, I believe them. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I need to check to see if they're really there, I feel already that there's a little problem there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. I mean, there has already been something happen with trust. Which falls in the micro cheating. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna exactly. we're gonna talk about jealousy. Actually, somebody just texted here, and and I hope you're gonna keep tuning in because we're gonna talk about jealousy and whether or not it can strengthen a relationship. The texter says many people are unjustifiably jealous due to their personal insecurities, which makes it difficult to reason maturely with them. Hence, being honest, thereby giving rise to their partner feeling hesitant to be fully honest with them in order to avoid unnecessary discord within the relationship. Hence, avoiding to disclose their true location, so it doesn't necessarily mean. Is automatically cheating merely due to intentional omission of information. That's I, I oh, totally that's agree true. with them. That is I, true. Yeah. That is true. I think we've all had an ex that w- would get jealous over things that you're like, that's you. Yeah, but it would give that's me so problem. much anxiety to lie that mm. I don't. And that's why right? no, that's why it's important to have, be in a relationship with somebody who has like the same degree. Yeah. Exactly. So for it's not like one extreme or the other. Well, it's about looking at the person and realizing, look, you're not crazy. I'm not not crazy. You're we're just on different levels and I think you need to find someone who has shares the same values mm-hmm. and 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 kind of is on a similar level of I wouldn't use the word confidence but maybe security within mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So that you don't worry about those things cuz I 
I mean, we've all been on each side of the coin. Yeah, but I'm that's sure. why open relationships work for some people. Because exactly. both of them are on, like, the same level. Exactly. that's why some people think, like, private message is cheating. Dressing differently is cheating. Mm-hmm. We have a texter cheating. who says, what is the difference between flirting and micro-cheating? The difference is, for some couples, flirting might not be a big issue. And it might actually be a turn-on for them to watch their, their partner flirt with someone flirting and then go back to home. to some extent. I also think it depends <laughs> on the personality. <laughs> what is flirting? <laughs> like, I'm flirting with you right now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just Drew texted back saying, my wife is a flight attendant. And I just like knowing where she is and is safe and sound. That's so, cute. That, that makes sense. So yeah. if you're just well, joining safety, us, yeah, safety is different. We're speaking with the millennial panel uh, talking about micro cheating when you do the small things that could be interpreted as infidelity. And I think deep and down, deep down, we know, we know when somebody's look is a bit extra. Mm-hmm. I feel like those intense, you know, unless we have full blinders on or, or unless you just your mind doesn't work that way. And I fully understand there are some people who are oblivious to being flirted with. But when it comes to our own intentions, I think we're clear when somebody flirts with us and, and we get like a certain feeling of, oh, OK, like you're feeling yourself. And then somebody else might flirt with you and go, OK, no, I really don't want attention from that person. Am I wrong? No, no you're, you're not right. wrong at all. So then we do agree that w- when it comes to micro cheating, we do ha- the onus is kind of on each of us as individuals to be aware of our actions. Because if we do let someone kiss us too close to the lips, it's all about what your intention is. Oh, right? for sure. It's like, all about not getting the icky feeling yeah. after you've done something. Yeah. So in my past exactly. relationship, actually, I'm I'm a very social and nice person, and my my ex had an issue with that. He's like, "You're too nice," because some people <gasps> interpret it wrong. Well, they or they, they think and they're going to take huge advantage. fights about this. Yeah. So um, yeah. So but, but I'm like, but that's not my intention. Like my my intention is to be kind. So why are you getting mad at me? Mm-hmm. And it was like. I've had an ex tell me that. I've had an ex be like, the thing with you is that you you, you don't want anyone to not like you. Mm -hmm. So you're always nice to to everyone. And then sometimes they think that it's, you're flirting with them. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm just nice. I'm I'm not trying. (laughs) That's just my personality. If they like, if they, what do you do? I mean, I know the truth. I'm not going to be mean to them. I know my truth. Can I tell you something? So I usually let everyone else share, but I'm going to share. So <laughs> this guy it. I da- this guy I dated, I'm sorry, I'll be honest, my ex-husband <laughs> would, <laughs> would say all the time, you flirt with waiters. And, I'm, and then at one time he apologized much later in the relationship because it was a female waiter and he was like, oh, you really do talk like that with everyone. And I'm like, yes, I do. And it was really interesting because after my my marriage was over and you know many years later i was dating this guy and it was so interesting because this guy would totally be me like i totally (laughs) saw myself and how he would behave with waiters with flight attendants and i'd be like i get it now but i totally understood because that's exactly how i behave and it goes back to what you said michelle is that you have to find a partner who's your level and who thinks Mm -hmm. or behaves similarly Mm -hmm. As you do. And I think that removes. And honestly, I remember once a very good friend of mine saw him. She's like, you don't mind him talking to waitresses like that? And I'm like, no, because I talk to people like that and they never realized it. So cheers to all of us finding a partner who sees things the way we do. For sure. And who knows our intentions. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. It's also a really good judge of character how people treat like service industry. Yeah. People that are serving them, strangers. 
you know, you're probably never going to see this person again. But how you how you reacted with them how or how you interacted with them, if they're nice, if they're warm, like it's just your aura. You're sending out energies like for you sure. want it to be positive. You don't want it to. But I have a question for you. Sell on okay. negativity. OK, my question for you, Paris, is so we're nice to all waiters, right? OK. If you're with your boyfriend and he's a, it's a really hot waiter, are you as nice to him? <laughs> The same. Extra Oh, nice. really? The same. I don't discriminate. Oh, no. That, that's that's what I had to shut down a little. Because oh. I'm like, okay, no. Because then th- obvious. it could look... No, it's it'll. It's just not a good feeling to sit with the person you're with. And then they're they're like, oh, with someone that's like really mm-hmm. good, you know? Yeah. And on that note, we're going to end with a text message uh, regarding micro-cheating. It says, each micro-cheat is like a thin string put enough together it would make a string like a thick cord would make crossing line within reach Ooh, that's poetry deep. it's true it's true uh that's it for micro cheating coming up we're gonna talk about consent we're gonna get serious get their take on what consent is and if they ever had the conversation uh in sex ed or with their parents that's coming up on passion A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. And we're back. I feel like there's a whole show going off on air. And if you want to connect with any of our panelists, you should, because I feel like the conversations get even more interesting. My guests tonight are Michelle Eid. He's an actor, entrepreneur, co-founder of Signe Collection, the website again. SigneCollection.com. And we've got Shireen Giahi. She specializes in luxury weddings. She's a creative director and owner of Shireen Giahi Events. Your website? ShireenGiahi.com. And Amanda Vincelli, she's an engineer and a change manager. And your Instagram account? It's Amanda underscore Vincelli. Wonderful. We've been talking about micro cheating. And uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, my name is Paris Mansuri. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori because she's away on vacation for the next two weeks. If you want to see what she's up to, you can find her. Um, I would say she's most active on her Facebook page and on her Instagram page. And you're going to see all her pictures of Greece going up. So it's at Dr. Oh. Lori Batito. So I highly suggest if the if the cool breeze in September is bugging you and you want to live vicariously through Dr. Lori, check out her Instagram page. If you want to connect with me, it's at Paris Mansuri. So we've been talking about micro cheating. Uh, somebody texted in saying one of my neighbors has very, very nice, long, straight hair. And I touched it once. And I think that my wife and the husband were going to kill me. So if you're um, not sure what micro-cheating is, it's all the little things you do that you know deep in your heart that maybe you shouldn't be doing. But we're moving on now. We're going to talk about consent. Um, I feel like the conversation around consent has changed a lot, especially in light of the Me Too movement, especially in light of so many stories that are coming out, accusations of uh, against men much, much later, or just in situations where it seemed like it was consensual. And then the woman afterwards said she felt uncomfortable about it. And it, I feel like it's very scary that you could be in an intimate situation and feel like it's consensual but apparently it wasn't and it's it's apparently 
you know, obviously none of these have none of these stories have fully gone to trial yet for us to know the whole whole story. But there are stories. Um, again, I don't want to go into the detail of it, but against the comedian where the woman went to his apartment and they had intercourse. And afterwards, she said she kind of felt pressured into it. Mm. But the gentleman said he, she never said no. And the woman yeah, but does not no doesn't mean yes. Exactly. So that's what I wanted to get to. You know, how do you handle consent? How do you know if you have consent? And at which point are you allowed to revoke consent? Oh so, Amy Schumer Anytime. has a really good talk Whenever about this, actually. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A good talk, you said? Yeah, she has a really good talk about this. Like yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, you want yeah really at any point you can be like stop that's enough but um i mean do you feel like enough people are aware because there's i'm gonna uh there's oh, a on psychom.net uh there's a harvard graduate school that recently released a report out of its organization it's called the making caring common project the report is titled the talk how adults can promote young people's healthy relationships and prevent misogyny and sexual harassment it explores the questions of consent healthy relationships sexual harassment and in depth provides uh, you know insight on uh, teens and how they feel on the topic and basically they surveyed 3,000 young adults in the United States and the key data points included the following. It says respondents aged 18 to 25 years old revealed that 61% had never spoken with their parents about being sure your partner wants to have sex and is comfortable doing so before having sex. And again, showing your own comfort before engaging. That's 49% who hadn't done it. 56% had not discussed the importance of not pressuring someone to having sex. Um, and then the importance of not continuing to, to ask someone to have sex after they've said no. And that's at 62%. So these numbers are... are really high the other is um they said they hadn't spoken to their parent about the importance of not having sex with someone who's too intoxicated or impaired to make the decision and honestly these numbers are all 57 percent 62 percent 56 percent they're really high so when i saw those numbers i'm like it really begs the question i mean you guys aren't obviously 15 anymore but the people surveyed were 18 to 25 so i mean they're not full-on teenagers these are adults saying that these this is conversations they haven't had and oftentimes between 18 to 25 you're engaging in perhaps your first long-term serious relationship so where did that factor in for you guys and is it something that you actually thought of before the me too movement came along my dad actually had a talk with me once that stayed with me um for yeah well still has stayed with me. Um, I was picking up a friend from the airport, very good looking guy, family friend, I would say. And I was dropping him off at his, like at his hotel. And my dad was aware of this. And he told me, he's like, Shireen, um, don't go up to the hotel room, eh? You know, you, you never want to give the, a guy the wrong impression, no matter who the guy is. And that stayed with me because I feel like going up to the apartment or to the hotel room or whatever is where guys get confused where they say well she's here so she must be willing willing and know what's up mm. you know um which does that i mean do you, does that verge on the category or in the territory of you were dressed in a suggestive way so i thought this is what you wanted i think so yeah it flirts with that idea 
like I know for me, I, I've been in situations where someone's thought that I was like open to something, and I'm like, no, I just I was bored. I wanted to talk. <laughs> no, like talk. I'm yeah, not bored. Like flirting. Mean. I mean, like yeah, like, let's just chill. Like but I that's wanted also to chill. Our personalities too. So yeah, yeah. Like I'm call me like an innocent like ten year old, but I'm like, what? We don't. You don't. You don't talk with people till two in the morning. You don't <laughs> yeah. just have fun. <laughs> you yeah, know? let's just chill. I know what you mean. It's experience, life experience. Amanda, what was it like for you? Like, what kind of conversations did you have? I'm trying to think back. I don't know. Like, I feel I've been in all kinds of situations, situations where I wanted something that they th- they didn't necessarily want or they thought that th- I wanted something and it wasn't the case. So how do you... But you have to put your st- you have to put your foot down. If it's not something you want, you have to say no. But before, is this a conversation you have? But now, when you're when you're dating now, is this a conversation you have before you ever get in a a, re- a long term relationship? Is it a conversation you have on a first date? Is it a conversation you have before you get intimate? You kind of have to set those boundaries now. It feels like way ahead of getting into the bedroom. I don't. I personally. I understand the, the, the need to or feeling the need to. But for me, I've never once felt weird or bad being like, no, it, at any given point. Yeah. Like somebody no, yeah. thought that I guess thought that we were going to kiss and started making their way to me. And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's but not even happening. Once, but even once kissing. the kiss has started, you can say no yeah. and I say, know. I don't want to go further. I don't want this. But I, I stopped it before it even happened. Mm-hmm. But even if I didn't, you're absolutely right. I could have been like... Actually, I do. I wasn't planning on doing this. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, I don't get or not going like, further. You're not gonna get too close to me unless I want to kiss you. Uh, but I've that's, that's really... my vibe. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> there is research. There is research that disagrees with what you're saying in the sense that a lot of women don't feel comfortable sharing that. And I'm gonna share the research coming up. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. There's still a lot more to come, but not a lot of time. So we definitely want to get your opinion in there. Five one four eight hundred. If you want. Want to share your take. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. It is Passion. Without Dr. Lori, it's not the same without her. I will be filling in for her, keeping her chair warm, and bringing in the experts for the next two weeks tonight. We've got just a bit more time left with the Millennial Panel. We've been talking about consent and how they define it. And Shireen was sharing a story about how uh, when she was younger, it was insinuated to her that if you know she ever went up to somebody's hotel room, it would give the other person a certain idea, which kind of means consent in a way that she would be willing to engage in certain activities. Now, uh, I was reading a Refinery29 article and they were quoting an article that said that every 98 seconds, someone in the U.S. is sexually assaulted and that there was a survey of a thousand people and it revealed that one in and actually before I say that, I'm going to preface that before the break, every single one of our panelists said that consent can be revoked at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. Absolutely. In this survey of a thousand people, one in eight women felt like they did not have the right to withdraw consent. 
That's horrible. That makes me want to cry. Yeah. So, and then this article, again, a Refinery29 article, it says, consent isn't just about a yes or a no. Consent requires us to get vulnerable before we get naked. It's about undressing our preconceived notions of what sex should look like. It's about making space for each other and to communicate what we truly want as it's unfolding. So like you guys said, could be revocable at any time. Do you guys feel like that is reflective of the current dating landscape? <laughs> we're like looking at each other like well, <laughs> i just feel that both people need or should want it the same amount because if there's always one person who wants it more or less that's when it could get a little dicey okay but when do both people want it the same amount like rarely well, even in a relationship no, there's some you have days where you want it more Okay, but I wouldn't con- call it non-consent okay, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. your with your significant other. I feel but like actually, oh. actually, there are there is non-consent with your significant other. That's true. No, okay. no, but what I, I mean, mean is he's saying there's always somebody who wants it more, but then don't okay. have it. Not always, but like you know. But then you don't have it. You, no, you never have it. Like you never <laughs> both. I like. I guess sometimes. <laughs> Shireen, you were going to yeah. say? I, it was going back to what we were saying before air, that if it's, if a woman, women who are by nature more people pleasing, mm-hmm. um, and if you're consenting out of people pleasing, I think that is where it's really gray. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, highlight on that note, I wanted to, in the beginning of the show, I brought up the concept of jealousy and whether or not it could strengthen your relationship. And Absolutely that, no not. one. Yeah, I was just going to say, but I I wanted to see, okay, if our listeners think, do you think jealousy can strengthen a relationship? Text us at 514800. Michelle and Shireen, what do you think? Can jealousy strengthen a relationship? I don't think so because um, there's two things to that. First of all, I feel like jealousy usually comes from, well, it could come from insecurity, but it could also come from perhaps your partner um, not making you feel secure by yeah. doing things that they probably should not be doing. Yeah, Those are the cheating. T- yeah, Sometimes it's cheating. projecting though. They're no, projecting. That's, <laughs> no, that's why I said it could it could just come from insecurity. Damn. It could just come from insecurity. But but what I was going to say is I feel like jealousy does not usually come from a healthy place. Okay. And unless you dig deep and figure out where that jealousy is coming from and actually try to resolve it in a way that's like wholesome, I don't think that jealousy can help strengthen a relationship. I think it just adds uh, more negativity, insecurity, and ego Mm. problems into a relationship. Okay. Um, Can I share what a doctor said on this? Mm -hmm. Dr. Joshua Klapau, he's a clinical psychologist and the host of the Cure and Klapau show. He says jealousy can be healthy, but only in one particular form and in very small amounts. He says jealousy can be healthy, but it depends on the nature. Quote, a very small dose of jealousy can keep each other striving to be their best individuals. So if jealousy is experienced by someone because their partner is in a better physical shape, a more successful job, then that jealousy might encourage the other partner to strive for self-improvement. I, I totally agree that. with that. Yeah. But yeah, I was, so I really like called jealousy. It can be if you want to if you want to up your game. We can call it inspiration. Mm. Yeah, I like that word. I like that word. I like positive words. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I like it. And we'll end on positive. It's influence. 
you're, you're getting influenced by the other person. Absolutely. And Inspired. we'll end on positivity. <laughs> Michelle, Shireen, Amanda, thank you once again for joining us. Michelle, one more time. Signier Collection. SignierCollection.com. And Phone can, cases. Where, pe- where can people connect with you? At Michelle Eid. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-I-D. That's die backwards. <laughs> Okay. My last name. That's my last name. And then we've got Shireen Gahi. She is a creative director. She organizes events but does so much more. She can give inspiration and theme and direction and vision where you don't have one, regardless of whether Thank it's an event or a wedding. Where can people connect with you? Uh, so Instagram is Shireen Gahi or shireengiai.com. You can connect with me there. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you for being here. Amanda. And Shelly, our pinch hitter, thank you for coming in tonight, our engineer and thank our you. change manager. Where can people connect with you? Amanda underscore Vincelli on Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you for tuning in, for sharing your stories, and for texting in your thoughts on micro-cheating. I hope everyone walked away having learned something tonight. Definitely. And I, I wanted to add in something. I want to do a quote of the night while I'm replacing Dr. Lori, because I don't have insight like she does, like she's a doctor, but I read this quote today, and I'm like, why not share it? So... The quote is, I finally realized I was never asking for too much. I was just asking the wrong person. Oh, my God. This is what we've been talking about all night. Very appropriate. (laughs) And that's it for us tonight. If you want to connect with Dr. Lori, as I mentioned earlier, it's at Dr. Lori Batito on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can email her at Lori at DrLori.com. My name is Paris Mansuri. I'll be keeping her chair warm for the next two weeks. If you want to connect with me, you can do so at Paris Mansuri on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And that's it for now. Chris Akins, you pressed all the right buttons and you got the show to air and you played great music. So thank you so much. He's our technical producer. Uh, You can stay tuned for the news right now and wish you a great rest of the evening and to remember to fill your life with passion.